Hey, what's going on, fellas? I think it's working this time. It is working. But I'm glad that you both are here. We both logged in. I think it says that Aaron is uh, joining or connecting, so I don't know. I'm here, guys. I'm here. Oh, good job. Sorry, man. We're just having some technical difficulties, oh. but it's all good. We will <clears throat> we'll get through it for sure. So, um, I want to introduce everyone uh, to our special guest tonight. James Green is a friend, brother in Christ, fellow pastor, and uh, an outdoorsman. So, it's good to have you here tonight with us, brother. Man, I'm glad to be here. Well, very thankful to have you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Aaron, if if you want, man, if you would, go ahead and give our sponsors a shout-out before we get started. Well, we've got quite a few. we got Hurricane Creek Outfitters, uh, Bluffington Creek Creation, 413 Spinning Fitness, and Flicks and Sticks Hunting Club. Right on, right on. Well, thanks for the shout outs. That's, we're just thankful for all of our our sponsors and all of our listeners and all of the members on My Outdoors. And so I want to thank the listeners for all the, all the support and all the shares and all the likes and, and the feedback. We had a lot of feedback for um, this podcast. And so, uh, James... We'll just hop right into it, man. I was going to get you to share your first story with us tonight. Well, man, uh, yeah, I didn't know how how y'all wanted to uh, to do it. Uh, I kind of I, I was just thinking about sharing with y'all just kind of a couple of crazy stories, and then good times and bads of this past season. Uh, it was really funny last week whenever I was on the treadmill running whenever you shared that story uh, I don't even about when you hunted public land it might have been another one I don't know but uh, yeah that was pretty it was pretty funny so it made me smile so I was like well I want to tell these guys something something that it was kind of hilarious so uh man I, I start uh, right after August 3rd, I get back usually from church camp every year. I'm a pastor uh, in Malvern, Arkansas, and uh, I love the Lord. I'm a, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, saved by the grace of God. He changed my life and delivered me and set me free. But uh, I got back from church camp. Well, this year we didn't even have church camp, but usually right after church camp, I start running about 10 to 12 uh, cameras, 10, 12, 15 deer cameras all over. I go to, uh, I start in, um, Mount Ida, up around Mount Ida, around, uh, in the national forest, man. I start walking mountains and finding deer sign. And, um, and man, I was, I had four, I think I shared some of the photos on this page. I had, I had four good 130 to 160 inch deer and man, I was pumped up. I was excited and I was running cameras for, uh, probably, probably, uh, I don't know. Uh, well, four to six weeks and I was excited and I get up to, um, I get up to opening day of bow season, man. Isn't that, isn't it exciting? Bo, do you, uh, do you put your, uh, do you put your stands out 14 days before? Do you hunt public? Do you hunt uh, public land, Bo? I think we might have lost him there for a second. Might have. Well, anyway, usually you get you get fourteen days uh, before before season to put out your stands, and I, man, I'm yeah. I'm usually fired up and ready fourteen days before season, hanging lock-ons and finding places I'm gonna hunt. And this year I didn't do that. This year I did I straight packed in and out. And, uh, man, I found this monster I was hunting on a mountain, uh, up in, up in, around Lake Washtenaw and, and, uh, man, opening day gets there and I'm just pumped up and I climb my tree, I climb my tree and, uh, I get up there and this is after walking a mile and a quarter with a backpack and a bow and, uh, you know, the whole nine yards, it's, uh, 
great fun. But anyway, I climb this mountain, I get set up, and man, I am, I get up, and the, the sun comes up, I'm 50 yards from a lock on, my camera, where I have these big bucks under this white oak, is 27 yards from me, uh, and I look about 45 yards away, and there's a white container stuck on a branch that, that says, come here deer, with a big old feed pile. And man, I'm frustrated. Uh, and that's just that's the that is public land deer hunting. That that's just it, man. Uh, so I walk over in the opposite direction. Say what? It comes with the good and bad. <laughs> yeah. So I walk in the opposite direction. I I mean, it's an hour and a half into my hunt. I walk in the opposite direction uh, where my camera is under this white oak. My memory card has been stolen. <laughs> so here we go. I'm mad, you know. I'm I'm all mad. I pack out and leave and uh and that's uh that's it. That's how my season started. So for the next 2 weeks, uh it was it was hard, man. 2 to 3 weeks and it was finally on a good cold front. I passed a good pretty good 7 point, probably 110 inch deer on a farm I have in Saline County. Uh, and, but man, it was real hot. It was, it was hard hunting early season. I don't know if y'all had any trouble. Um, I had a little bit, but I walked away with 11 points, so I can't complain. Amen to that. Yeah, I can't, that's, that's what I'm talking about. I, it, I'm telling you, it was, uh, so anyway, I'll, I'll just fast forward, uh, again, Muzzleloading gets here. Uh, I'm I'm trying to get one of them biggins up there in the mountains, and uh, I took a whole week off. I rented a motel, um, and man, I think I've got I've got one to get. And dude, I'm telling you, I run into another problem. These guys, I climb opening day muzzleloading season on the backside of a clear cut. I can see. 100 yards two ways you know and uh there's giant deer sign and these jack wagons come through on their four wheelers i'm talking five minutes after daylight making all kinds of racket this guy climbs a tree about 55 yards from me um so here we go again welcome to public land um so that's that i wound up it was real hot that was a good day there was probably five ten deer killed in the area I, I hunt but uh it wasn't good for me but man i i wound up i got skunked uh i got skunked the week of muzzleloading season i i did i saw maybe three deer i wound up leaving the national forest going and hunting in saline county on a farm had a had a good 130 inch deer there but man it, it just it started out hard but i kept hunting i hunted five to six days a week um at least half a day if not a full day um i was hunting hard but then it was the week after muzzleloading season and uh and i'm finally about to tell y'all deer hunting story sorry i've been just rambling but um oh you're uh, fine I'm just trying to give these give give the listeners a little something to hear, <laughs> you know. But uh, so it was, it was hey, you know, I you asked me about hanging stands. This is the first year that I've had my own deer lease, right? And so, you know, my boys and I, we just beat the the trails down hanging stands in uh, July and August. I like to have a heat stroke. Need to get in better shape. <laughs> um, and hung cameras and so I can public this year but a, a couple of times and, and it's just a joy of hanging stands and yes. you know, hanging a camera and you do not have to worry about somebody still stealing your SD card Bro. if you're going to steal my SD card please just take the whole camera amen I'm telling you. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. I mean and if you're going to if you see my stand and I'm talking about public land. You see my stand, and you put your stand 15 feet away from me in another tree. <laughs> just stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, man. I, you know, I grew up. My father, uh, his name's Travis Green, and 
you know, he taught me something called Hunter's Respect. Amen. And it seems like a lot of these guys, uh, you know, these guys that they're, they're watching these YouTube videos and, hey, I, I, no, no, I don't knock anybody. There's guys that can kill some monster bucks, okay? But um, it's like, you know, screw everybody else. I'm going to do me. Well, yeah. here's the thing. I'm an outdoorsman and I'm going to, I'm going to respect the people around me. And, and I look at it this way. This year, I had to run in with a guy. I was told he was hunting the mountain I was hunting. Well, I wound up finding him and talking to him. And he was he's hunting 60 miles away. Somebody else that was trying to hunt where I was hunting. You know? <laughs> but, uh, but I want wow. to respect to say, hey, look, if you're here, I'll go over here. I'll find another side. I'll find another ridge. You know what I mean? But, uh, I think a lot of guys, they, uh, you know, public ground, it, it, it's a different animal, but a lot of guys, they treat it like it's their own. I mean, heck, at Jack Mountain, I left Jack Mountain. I I had guys, there were guys getting their tires slashed. Uh, I mean, there were guys that would, uh, that would take your stand, take your straps off of your lock-ons. I mean... Uh, it, it it got crazy over there, which I, it's got better now. They've got a lot of game mm-hmm. wardens and stuff, and all that. But um, but anyway, so get back to I got ADHD, y'all. So I'll be jumping all over the place. <laughs> so do I. Don't but, worry uh, about it. So, <laughs> it, uh, my dear lease, it's in Spartan, Arkansas, Dallas County. I mean, if you've ever been through Spartan, you're blinking. You're got it's it's gone. But we uh. We've got a pretty good sized lease um, there. I own, uh, my family owns uh, land there. I've got 40 acres and we've just got land that's been in the family for years. And anyway, I, I started um, running cameras probably the, probably the second, first, second week in August. And, um, and man, I had a, a good, a good 10 point for, for Dallas County, a good Spartan. It was a, it was a it was a good South Arkansas buck. I, I scored about one thirty or one twenty eight. I don't remember. I scored two different ten points this year. Um, it was around a one thirty. Um, but anyway, and yeah. So well, I'm already telling y'all what it scored, and I ain't even told you how I killed it. Anyway, I got a hundred. Uh, I've got two shooting lanes. Well, three shooting lanes. I've got a real big tire stand, and. Um, and man, I was hunting this buck in an oak, uh, on an oak, kind of an oak ridge, about 450 yards. I found a sign, found his scrapes. Uh, and this is the week after muzzleloading season, so they they were starting to, you know, scrape. And but this deer was eating rice brand heavy. And um, I had I had one daytime picture of him on. Um, it was the Monday after muzzleloading season. Um, and I said, okay, there's a cold front coming through. I told my brother-in-law, his name's Jared Harden. He's a, he's like my best friend. I said, dude, we have had a north wind for the last, you know, seven or eight days. And I was hunting this 10, man. I was hunting hard. I mean, uh, I, I actually ended muzzleloading season up in Spartan hunting this 10 point. And when I had a lot bigger deer on camera other places. But uh, I said, man, uh you know, I hunted him Monday, hunted him Tuesday, hunted him Wednesday. I said, dude, it was not, and Thursday. And then Friday night, I said, my chance to kill this deer is going to be tonight. It was a north wind uh, all week. I mean, almost every day, daily. Well, then all of a sudden, it changed to a south wind. And I don't know what it is uh, when, when the wind changes like that, when it's a drastic change. But I've always had better luck killing a, a mature buck on that day. And, man, I I had rice bran. Dude, I was spending like 50, 60 bucks a week rice bran, man. I was uh-huh. pouring that crap. I'm talking. I was pouring that stuff from the gate all the way to my stand, which is like 180 yards. You know? I'm glad I wasn't the only one. <laughs> dude i'm telling you i was feeding and here's the thing this spot i hunt i sat there and i'll see i'll see 30 i'll see 40 
deer in a day when I've got this rice brand and this feed. I feed heavy. But, uh, man, I had it right all the way down, and he was going to that feeder and that rice brand at the very end of my front shooting lane right at dark. And uh, I said, you know what? I'm I'm going to get on the road coming into my stand and um, pour rice brand all the way down. And I did this that whole week. I didn't, I didn't actually have any. I got the picture of him that Monday in the daytime at the rice brand. Well, I stopped feeding there, and I just started feeding that road. Uh, not the front lane with the feeder at the very end. Well, I set up in some bushes. I mean, it was the just off the wall. I didn't, I, I'd been climbing the whole week over there on the knoll where his sign was, thinking he was going to come to that scrape. Well, dude, I, I just I get in these bushes. I set up um, in, in. I mean, I set up in a lawn chair, just in a in the side of a pine thicket. I've got pictures I can post on the page. To kind of explained but anyway and uh dude he comes out 23 yards and uh broadside he's just a good heavy mainframe 10 and uh and it, it just worked perfect and it i mean i drilled him he didn't go but 60 yards and uh and man you're talking about a, a good a, it, it was uh it was amazing <laughs> i mean my whole life i've wanted to kill a 10 point I've hunted tens. I, I mean, I've hunted countless days and days in Jack Mountain and in the National Forest hunting these these ten points. I've always wanted to kill one, and I never have. And then that day, it all came together. And man, I was uh, I was walking back to the truck, and I just y'all might think I'm crazy. I just started crying and praising God and thanking the Lord. Amen. I was I was just blown away i was calling my dad dad you're not gonna believe it i got him you know it's a it's yeah, just was- an unbelievable feeling whenever you kill whenever you kill your hit list buck it's a uh, there's just something about it that's something you're yes. proud of it- i, I kind of have the same same throw with the 11 point just done a little briefly i nicknamed mm-hmm. him phantom because I only got pictures of him at night and I only got one photo. One. And he uh he came out late that evening. I mean it was right before dark and I was bow hunting and I got him between the shoulders and it came out of his neck and he ran about thirty five yards, fell and never moved. I mean that's that's the biggest buck I've shot by far. Right. And he was, oh, I I was the same way. I was freaking out. I was calling my uncle, hey, hey. You know, I was just yes. ecstatic. It was just something that, it's oh, called yeah. buck fever. It's just. And mine don't go away. Mm. I mean, it lasts for about an hour or two. I'm talking, dude. I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I was uh, getting a hold of Justin Nottingham. If any of y'all ever need a good taxidermist, there's a guy towards Jonesboro named Justin Nottingham. He does all my work. He's he's mounted three. Well, he's mounting five. He's well, no, I've got two more. So he's mounted all my a bunch of my deer, and he does good work. Um, but anyway, so that's that. Um, and uh, I, I was on cloud. I, I mean cloud. 10, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, for sure. I think I think my buck fever lasts from September the first until February the twenty eighth. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you know, I, it's James. I, I I told Aaron about this um, a few weeks back, but man, you know, you love to bow hunt and stuff like that. You could come join me over in uh, Urban Hunt. You know, my my bow season starts September the first. Um, I hunt in Hot Springs Village and uh, Russell right down the road, and Cherokee Village, all over the place. You know, we go inside the city limits and bow hunt. And uh, you know, it's man. I'm going to tell you, I'm really excited for this coming up deer season because I'm going to uh, Big Boar Air Rifle Hunt, and I am just pumped. Oh, that's gonna be phenomenal, man! That, yeah, I'm. That, get, uh, I'm getting a Texan SS 450 
seven. And I mean, I post a picture of it on my outdoors. It that dude is a hoss. Man, I bet. Yeah. Um that uh yeah, the I've talked about the urban hunt, doing the urban hunt before and stuff. My thing is is I've just I've got so many places I hunt. I mean I cover I cover a lot of miles. Uh run, I run, like I said, twelve to fifteen cameras and that's that is a lot of miles. Yeah, that's a lot areas. But um but then I so man uh I actually this year everybody's always told me don't go to the national forest uh once gun season starts. Well uh, this year I did, and man, I I went over there. I took a buddy of mine, and um, and and I see like I think it was twenty two deer. There was dogs running, and dude, there were deer everywhere, everywhere, <laughs> man. There was I'm talking, dude, two and a half hour hunt. Okay, you don't ever see over five or six in the national forest. Okay, this was. This was it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's, I mean, them dead gum. I don't walkers. Oh, you know, them dead gum things were going nuts. <laughs> and, uh, they were everywhere. I was on the backside of this thicket, and um, oh, it was a blast. So I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna rifle hunt over here some. So I, I get my 270, and um, and I find a. I, I started hunting a peninsula. I'm not gonna tell y'all where. I, I, I found a peninsula that I started hunting and um dude I I shot it was the last it was the week it was two days before Thanksgiving I shot the biggest deer I've ever seen on hoof in my life and man kind of like that story you were sharing about tracking that deer forever yeah I tracked this deer me a guy named Joe Williams and a guy named Colton Adams two buddies of mine we had the boat in uh, to this peninsula and we tracked this deer uh 1700 yards wow and uh Man, it was bleeding good. I mean, I had, there was blood with bubbles in it. You know, you always say, I know I hit the deer good. Well, I had to hit him far back. I think I hit him in the liver and it came out the back flank. Um, but there was dark red. There was all sorts of blood. And he crossed the river and I actually, that night, it was storming so bad. Went back with a guy named Corey Deathridge with a dog. This dude's dog jumps in the Washita River. The dude had to jump in the river. He was throwing his phone to save his dog. And it was storming and thundering and lightning. And he said, James, that that deer's in that river. He either sunk or he made it to the other side. Well, uh, and guys, when I tell y'all this was a giant, I mean, this was an absolute giant. He was a he was a mainframe 10. He had a massive kicker on his, uh, on his two or, or on his right G2. And, um, he, he had junk all over his eye guards. I'm telling you, uh, he would have went 170, 180. He, he was, he was a freaking hoss. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, anyways, uh, I went back two days later to the other side of the river. I could, I don't own a boat which I will have one before next season. My wife don't know it yet. But Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't own a boat, but uh, finally, a buddy of mine named Matt Gifford, he, he took me over there, and and we uh, we went, and we, we looked for about three hours one morning, couldn't find a deer. And I just hope, you know, them deer are stronger than we think. Oh, yeah. Uh, they can live through some crap, man. Well, that's like that story I shared a couple of weeks ago that you were just talking about. Um, I hit her just a little bit back, and I talked to, I called Arkansas Deer Trackers, great guys. Um, They were all, you know, everybody was tied up. It's kind of late season. Anyways, I was talking to one of the guys, and he just said, man, you got to realize deer are tough, in which I realize that. I, I believe that. And, and he just said, look, if you hit that deer, uh, maybe front of the liver, and it went, that deer could live. 
Right, right. So I'm, right. Hopeful, I'm hopeful that she lived and, you know, the meat didn't go to waste. Right. But, man, uh, it, it, it truly is amazing. Uh, we, we need to give credit where it is due. And these animals, it's unbelievable what they will go through in the terrain. I'm telling y'all, when I, 1,700 yards of mountains, these weren't, these were up and down. I mean, it was, he, he bedded down one time, but, uh. I would have needed an inhaler, son. I'm telling y'all, I could barely walk. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was bad. But, uh, anyways, Damn so bro. that was, uh, that was depressing, but. And when I y'all ever lost to sleep over a deer? Uh, yes, sir. Come on. <laughs> you know, you missed him or you bloodied him up, and then and then you was gonna go look back the next day. Yeah. Well, that's you know, uh, Aaron and I started this podcast. Um, I don't know. It's been a few months back, and we actually had to erase the entire podcast and start over, and so we lost a couple of episodes, and so I don't know. If you- I don't know if you heard this story or not, but the day before modern, I mean, the day before muzzleloading season started, I took my youngest son deer hunting. We were bow hunting. And I had already made up my mind he was going to shoot whatever came out. It didn't matter what it was. Obviously, unless it was a baby. Um, But I had my bow hanging on the tree. I I didn't plan on shooting. And... um, an absolute giant walked out. The biggest deer I've ever seen in person. And I was even going to let him shoot it. But he, we were in a buddy stand, and I, I hate hunting 15 feet off the ground because I like to be 25 in a tree. Um, but he, he knew something was going on, and he kind of started sniffing, and then he walked around on my side where my youngest son didn't have a shot. And I said, well, I'm going to take this shot. And I grabbed my bow off the tree, and he looked up at me, and I froze. Mm. And uh, he just kept looking at me, and I didn't move, so he went on about his business. I had to turn around backwards, and so now I'm facing backwards off my stand. And I drew on him. He was 32 yards out, and he went down into like a little valley. And I shot right over him. I probably took the hair off his spine. And literally, he trotted three steps, looked at me like I was stupid, and walked off. <laughs> My son was sitting there shaking like a wet leaf. And his exact <laughs> were, Daddy, that deer was a monster. <laughs> and I yep. said, yes, it was, son. And I'm going to tell you, I lost it for about three days. Yep. Yep. It's, uh, it's hard. It, it's it's hard, man. It's, uh, it's a part of it. It's why we uh, it's why we spend hours running cameras and playing oh, yeah. parts and feeding and for and, sure. Uh, you it, know, that's... it all comes down to about eight, not even eight seconds. <laughs> Sometimes it's less. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, I've had I've had bucks where it was literally they were chasing a doe across the shooting lane, and it's a uh, you shoot, you drop, you ground check it, and you're either going to hit it or miss, you know. And it's a two, three second thing. They chase that doe, and um, anyways, but we had a crazy rut in South Arkansas this year. I mean, it was an absolute train wreck. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was good. It was. Uh, I'm telling y'all, um, it, it was a great season. Uh, I don't, I don't like, honestly, and I know COVID has something to do with it. I don't like the amount of deer, especially the amount of antlered bucks that we have had uh, harvested in in Arkansas. Um, I think what was it, two hundred? What is it now? Two hundred and eight thousand. It was a yeah, it was a lot. And the amount of bucks that were killed, and these are just deer that are tagged. I mean, we're not talking about deer that people, and we know that happens. Yeah, so let's just be real. And, and um, you know, and just and just for the you know for the listeners, you know, we don't condone it. You know, we don't condone you know killing a deer and not tagging it. You know, right. uh, for the 
And, you know, it's like a, it's a post I made yesterday. You know, hunting is not a hobby for me. It's it's a part of me. It's who I am. Exactly. That's right. You know? and so I respect mm-hmm. the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission because hunting is a part of who I am. And I'm not saying that because, you know, we advertise for them or they're giving us a kickback. It's just it is what it is. We respect the wildlife, whether it's fishing, hunting. Right. Right. You know, and so if, if you're doing it, if that's who you are, you know, don't stop. Yeah, that's just, but, you know, that's I'm looking cool. forward to turkey season. I've never turkey hunted, and uh, I'm going to turkey hunt for the first time this season. And uh, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully it went better than my deer season. Well, you know, I've uh, I've never been either, and I've got. Uh, 1,500 to 2,000 acres, and uh, uh, we don't even turkey hunt it, and uh, and that's because uh, my wife said one time, why don't you turkey hunt? I said, baby, do you really think we can afford me having another addiction? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know, that's right. That's why I don't want to tell you how much I've spent on deer food this year. My wife listens. Right, right. Yeah, it's a, I mean, listen, whenever you tie in a tractor, 40 acres and uh and feed alone i mean you start looking at 10 twelve thousand dollars a year for a hobby and then them wives will that you they don't want you to have another one you know <laughs> and then the guns and the ammunition oh, yeah. and the <laughs> scopes <laughs> it, it happens quick mm-hmm. it happens quick but i look at it this <laughs> way um it's worth every second every moment i've got oh yeah I've, and I and I mean I'll, I'll get to that second story in just a moment, but uh, of of the big the big eight I killed, but um, every second and every moment it's worth it, especially whenever I've got these two I've got two foster children. Uh, they're I've got a thirteen uh, and a fourteen year old, and they got to kill their first buck. Both of them killed eight. So good. It was a, yeah. It was wonderful. I mean, the, my girl. She shot an eight point <clears throat> right in the neck at 250 yards with a 223. I'm like, come on, somehow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And she only, she only practiced <laughs> shot three times at the range. Yeah. You know? and, uh, <laughs> she did good. That, I mean, we put some meat in the freezer, I'm telling you, this year. I think we got seven total. Um, at my house, we had a good year, but anyway, let me uh, I don't know how long y'all usually go. We're at 32 minutes, no, and, you, uh, probably you're, you're good. Hey, right, right quick, oh, okay. right, right quick before you get into your second story, uh, Aaron is going to announce our next week's uh, special guest. Um, Lee, one of our sponsors was 413 Spin and Fitness. He's going to come on and kind of give a, you know, talk about what he does and why he does it and the journey he's been on through with the weight gain, the weight loss. Amen. And all behind it is his faith. Uh, he's a good person. I can't wait to have him on. Um, yeah, we're definitely looking forward to it. He actually um, private messaged me a, a, big, a movie to watch. I need to, I need to watch it tonight. I was so busy. Uh, my dad... <clears throat> my dad hasn't been hunting or uh, I think he started hunting again last year and before last year he hasn't went hunting in almost 25 years uh, just for mm. some different you know health issues and things like that uh, he shot at a deer last night and he hit her but I think it was a superficial I, I think it was just a razor cut she jumped she lifted on him and I think he just hit like a chest because it had white hair and uh, there was no blood on the ground. I looked for this deer for two hours, it seemed like last night. And I looked this morning when the sun came up, but I need to I need to watch that, that movie that he sent me. And so we're excited about that. And, uh, the, you know, the next thing before we get into your second story, James, I, if you would, I, I was just going to see if you tell us a little bit about you know, who you are, your family, uh, your calling in life, your kids, uh, your upcoming child. 
Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, I have a, a beautiful wife. Um, her name is Sadie, uh, Sadie Green. We, uh, we, we met in, uh, let's see here. We met at a place, I, I guess, really the first time I talked to her for sure. Uh, we met at the Arkansas Youth Conference. It's a huge conference for teenagers. Um, and it's just a weekend. Uh, it's all committed to, it's all about Jesus. Amen. And, uh, we met there and, uh, back in 2000 and, uh, was right after I started, uh, youth ministry, I think it was 2015, maybe or 14. And, uh, <laughs> that's bad. we got married in June, uh, June 10th, 2017. I know that. Right. <laughs> but, uh, Anyway, we got. Uh, I wound up marrying her, and um, she lets me deer hunt. <laughs> no, she don't let me. I get. To, I, I'm blessed. I love deer. Amen. She actually goes with me some. She enjoys it. Uh, actually, this year she took our daughter, uh, which we've had these foster children for for a year now, and uh, we're just uh, the Lord. I think we had a conference call today, and I think the Lord's about to open a door so we can adopt. Amen. Them. So that's a huge. Uh, that's huge, man. But uh, she great. actually told me after taking my daughter on her first when my daughter killed a doe before she ever got the buck. And my wife took her and my wife said, babe, I kind of like hunting without you. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> you know? But, oh, that's great. She enjoyed, she enjoyed the yeah. buck with, with our, with our daughter, you know, but, um, so my calling is, uh, man, I'm, uh, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. I, at, at 12 years old, I knew my calling was, uh, to be a, a preacher. Uh, that's what I, we called it then. I, I surrendered to ministry. If, if you're not a, a Christian or, or, or if you are, or you're not, that that's what that's in preacher circles. They call it surrendering to minister. And I did that at 12 years old on a rock at a Bud Creek church camp with Pastor Kevin Sperling. And uh, it was not long after that in high school. I was a uh, man. I was I was pulled in every different way in every different direction. And Satan, uh, Satan has a way of working on us and, uh, and doing that. And uh, I ran from God, guys. There were seven years of my life where I, uh, I was in the valley of the shadow of death if you will and i i did a lot of bad stuff i'm not gonna lie i was a bad person uh if there's a sin out there i've uh, i've probably been a part of it or around it or in it and um and man i was i actually one day um i was i was i was running and uh i was at washita high school i was running around the block there and uh about I guess it's been about eight years ago now and I fell on my, I got on my knees and I just, uh, I prayed. I actually prayed for the first time in a long time and the Lord, he, uh, I honestly, I can stand today and say he heard my prayer guys. (laughs) And, um, man, he changed everything. I was, I was in sin. I was living in some bad sin, doing some bad stuff. And, I texted that man named Kevin Sperling. Uh, it was the first time we had talked in years. And that night, uh, despite me praying earlier, that night I was actually I was actually suicidal. I had a, I had a pistol. I was under Washita River Bridge in Donaldson, Arkansas, and contemplating suicide. And um, I sent the last cry message at 1:41 a.m. in the morning, and uh, he sent me a message back. Uh, and I don't know where I'd be today if, uh, if he didn't, honestly, but, uh, but he did. And I said, man, I've been running from God for seven years and, uh, and man, uh, I need, I need somebody I'm, I'm broken and, uh, I need help. And he said, you're never too far from a God who will forgive. You have never done too much from a God, uh, who who, who he's the God that's always there for you and basically is what he said and he gave me his phone number and uh, I just uh, I'll never forget him praying over me and, uh, that day uh, we were both crying 
and uh, you know I'd went around the world basically with sin but God brought me back and it's it's that one of those things where whenever you hit rock bottom you find out who the rock is at the bottom Amen. you know Jesus has never left us uh, we, we can go off sin and go off doing our own thing and running our own way but uh, he said I'll never leave you nor forsake you here's the thing we are the ones that leave him yeah we leave him out of our life. We leave him out of our prayer life. We leave him. We leave him on the on the bookshelf. We don't open his word, and that's how he speaks directly to yeah. us, you know. And um, so that, that's that. And I gave it. I gave in. And, uh, man, I wound up being his youth pastor at Poen uh, for about four and a half, five years. Uh, had a great God. God did some amazing things there, and then God called me to pastor. About, uh, let's see, 27 months ago, I started pastoring New Beginnings Baptist Church in Malvern. I'm 27 years old now, and uh, it's been an amazing journey. Uh, I own, I've owned multiple businesses, sold businesses, owned businesses, been in business management during ministry when I was younger, and all that stuff too, but I own a lawn care company now, and uh, uh, I'm actually in the process of hiring a supervisor and I'm about to just work one day a week, and that's going to pay for deer season. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hire somebody else to do all that. I like you it. know, man, I appreciate you sharing like with us, you know, and uh, if Kevin's listening, man, I, I, you know, on a, a personal note, I want to give him a shout out for the man of God he is and the follower of Christ uh, that he is to so many people. Uh, he's just, he's a, he's a great dude. And I believe he's a great dude because he gives all the glory to God. And uh, I'm definitely thankful for him to be a friend in my life as well. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, if we, if you want to, you can go ahead and share uh, your second story with us tonight. Yeah, I will. And I, I'll just say this about Kevin Sperling. Not only did he mentor me in ministry, but he mentored me as an outdoorsman we would spend listen our i I just need to say this real quick our church in poe and burnt down uh three or four years ago i don't remember how long well it would be it'd be about four to five years ago now and uh you know it we was both kind of down and depressed we would go to jack mountain and we would walk mountains that summer for hours and look at deer sign and he kind of he kind of helped mentor me as an outdoorsman as you know i'm not taking anything away from my dad but he him and i have spent a lot of time in the woods together and we're, we're good buds i'd call him my best friend actually yeah so, anyway you might want to get him on a, on this podcast he goes up to hunting ohio and he's he shot a big one over there on jack mountain this year uh never found it but He's he's killed some great bucks. He's a he's a good hunter. Yeah, I definitely. Think that other is. story. That other story um, is kind of crazy. <clears throat> Excuse me, I was getting a drink. Uh, I, so that week, that very depressing week of Thanksgiving, uh, I shot the giant that I've always dreamed of. You know, you get a chance. It seems like me once every five years, I get a chance at an absolute monster. Um, I, I missed two ten points about five years ago on Jack Mountain. Anyway, but uh, so that week I missed that giant, and uh, it was that Sunday night. I had uh, I had we weren't we were not having church on Sunday nights due to COVID. So I told my wife after lunch on Sunday, I said, "Babe." The wind is changing, and this time it was changing from south to north. Or it was—I just remember it being opposite of the one I had in Spartan um, when I killed that one. But dude, there was a nasty cold front. Um, I mean, when I say nasty, it was bad, dude. It was like temperature dropped like 25, 26 degrees uh, that Sunday afternoon. Um, the next day, it was going to be like 28. You know, it was it was a good one. And uh, and I, and I want to say this, guys. I have never, never killed a mature buck apart from a mature cold front. Yeah. I've never killed a mature buck apart from a mature cold front. As to say this, I've wasted a lot of time 
you know, I, well, no time in the wood is, woods is wasted. I'm usually up in that tree praying. But we waste a lot of time over hunting our spots just because we want to go hunting. Yeah. When more than likely that deer is not going to come out because it's 65 or 70 degrees. And he's not going to get up until nighttime when it's like that. Or the barometric pressure isn't right. Or the, I mean, we can go into so many different things, but I've, I've never killed a mature buck apart from a mature cold front. So, uh, just want to make that point. Um, if you take days off, take them off whenever there's a big cold front. Don't take it off just because it's you want a three day weekend. Uh, I wish I would have learned that. I know that's right. <clears throat> but, um, that's Sunday night. I go and I get the I get access I, I finally get access to a hundred and sixty acre farm in the Saline River Bottom. And when I say it's a nice farm, it's it's nice. It's got a fifty yard shooting lane around all four of the forties and they connect and have a cross in the middle. It's got a gas line through it. Well, it was real wet back in the back corner, and you couldn't get a truck. So the people that do have access to it that hunt, they're not really deer hunters. I'll just say it. Um, I mean, their deer stands are not in great spots or nothing like that. But uh, anyway, I'm connected to some people that have access to it. Opening weekends are over with. Nobody's hunting. So, well, I'm going to go try it out. Well, I walk... uh, across a a 40 and a half with my backpack and I have my seven mag and I climb y'all are going to think I'm crazy I climb the light pole on the (laughs) gas line and I will post it I'll post a picture of uh, where I'm at I've got pictures of it uh, on the My Outdoors page Uh, uh, y'all think it's funny here's the thing I fell out of my climber and I was afraid I bumped my scope, honestly, because the dadgum climber just slid down the pole because it was slicker than, you know, Vaseline on a, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a life lesson. You cannot climb up a light pole with a climber. Well, so here's the thing. I, I walk, I walk away from it. I'm mad. There's no trees where you can see down the gas line because the the trees are just overhanging into the gas line. Um, well, here's the problem. It's a gas line, but there's also one of those huge electric. Uh, what are they called? Electric lines too. Meet. They meet yeah. together. So it's a gas line and an electric line that that cuts about 60 acres out of this. 160 I'm, I'm hunting anyway I, I, I walk away from it I'm mad I'm, I'm, I done bruised myself and uh oh well I'm gonna go back and try it again I climb up this stupid electric pole and the dadgum thing's shaking there's a huge you know four foot puddle of water all around it I get my gun up and I get it on my back and I start climbing. I'm scared to death. I'm, I'm literally three foot off the ground and I have my harness on, okay? And I shimmy on up about, I'd say I get about 10 feet. And, um, and during all this, deer are jumping out of these, into these, these gas line lanes, the electric line lanes. There's deer everywhere. I mean, everywhere. And, uh, I mean, there was one set of four does, and these these hussies look like cows. I'm telling you, them deer in the Saline River bottoms, they yeah, fat. Yeah, Okay? And I thought they were bucks. But anyway, um, I get up there, and, man, I, I and at this time, it's 345. I got an hour and 30 minutes left. Um, and I really didn't want to climb down that pole in the dark. Right. Um this day but uh so uh, i'm sitting there and i i forgot my stinking grunt call and i want to i want to do a shout out they're called hattie bow grunt yes calls. sir got one uh oh they yes. are worth their weight in gold i have called <laughs> in deer after deer after deer with that yes song. sir but i forgot it but oh here I am, and I 
find, I took my daughter hunting the day before, and I have one of these little bitty plastic grunt call <laughs> things that I, you strap to your yeah. hand. And I haven't used this, and it was in my bibs. My daughter somehow put them in there, and I just said, thank you, Jesus. Well, I started blowing on that sucker. But, but, you know, and I had my can. And I was just, I mean, I was going at it. I, I did. I would do a, a, I'd do that one time. I'd wait 15 seconds. I'd do it again. And then I'd go, you know, and these are terrible deer calls. I mean, I'm not a Hattie Bow. Okay, guys, I'm just trying to trying to prove my point. And then uh, a good little seven point, about a hundred yards away, comes out, goes through the the um, the shoot the what's it called the gas line. Well, then, dude, I'm talking ten minutes later. He comes running back across, and I said, "Oh, baby." Well, I gave him a good, I gave him a good, uh, a good, you know, attending, a good tending grunt. And, uh, dude, it was about five minutes later and, uh, I look over to my left and I heard squirrels back there about, you know, five, ten minutes after I, I got up in the tree. Um, but I look up, I look up to my left and there is an absolute giant. I'm talking all, all you, you ever, you know, whenever you look up and all you see is horns, it was one of those times, you know, uh, those moments you uh-huh. live for. So here I am sitting on my light pole, scared to death that I'm going to slide down the tree. And I got my seven mag across my rail. And uh, this deer's literally 60 foot away. You know, he's flickering his tail. He's feeding on acorns. And then I look back behind him and there's a doe. And, uh, and dude, he's just, he's just chilling. I mean, he was walking that way and he pushed that other buck away from, from you know, the doe um, that he was, ten- he was with. I mean, I, they were in lockdown so heavy uh, at this time where I was hunting. And man, I sat there, and guys, I kid you not, my heart was racing so bad. I had to look down, and I just had to start praying, Lord, help me to not have a heart attack, and help me to kill this son. Guys, it was it was it was probably the worst buck fever I have ever had in my life. I I couldn't contain it. I couldn't control it. Uh, it, it was That's like, good stuff. I mean, it was like the time I kissed my wife for the first time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, I was, yeah. <laughs> my blood was up, you know, <laughs> but man, um, <laughs> I, I just looked up and, uh, he was just filtering through eating him acorns. Uh, he was coming towards me towards the call, but all his plant, I mean, that a deer that big, they're just going to push the other bucks off. You know, they, them other bucks ain't that good. Them deer wasn't more. Them deer were scared to death of this yeah. sucker. And, um, and man, I just get it. And I I put it right on his front shoulder and uh, 60 yards, 50 yards, whatever. And he just, he just folded up and dropped. And, uh, and man, I just, I put another shell in and I just, put the gun down and I sat there as I was praying that I wouldn't slide down the middle <laughs> light pole. Um, and I just thanked I just thanked my Lord uh, because the, these moments you know you you spend hours I, I spend six to eight weeks before season putting in food plots trimming lanes I mean every Saturday for six to eight weeks and then when it all comes together and you get to spend your second tag on an absolute giant, you know, that don't happen every year. Um, and that, that eight point, it's at no, the taxidermist it too. Uh, but it was, it was uh, 19 inches wide and it had, I want to say 10 inch and at 10 inch twos and eight inch threes. It was just a good, solid, you know, very, it, it, it was a, it was a good buck. Um, 
And uh, I, I mean, it wasn't no one fifty or one sixty inch eight point, but it was it was a different definite wall yeah. hanger. And uh, and to me, here's the thing, guys. And I I love killing big bucks. Don't get me wrong, but you kill what makes you happy. If you kill a six point with an eighteen inch spread and it hops you up, or if you kill a six point with a six inch spread. And it gets you excited. If, if if it gets you excited, it's worth. Killing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't waste your time with exactly. all these people. Like you should have gave it a year. You know, it it would have been a bigger deer a year, but later. But guess what? He ain't getting no get more years if he's coming across me. Yeah. You know one something that just really, Matt. Exactly. I'm not gonna say it. It, it angers me. I, I guess really the right word would be it kind of saddens me when somebody puts in all the time and they, you know, they beat the, the trails down and they finally kill a deer. He is a nice buck and they post it online and the first thing they say is, I know it's not the biggest, but, and I'm like, no, own it. Just be like, no look at this deer I just killed. I'm so excited. I'm so proud of myself. I'm so thankful that the Lord allowed me to get out here and do this. Exactly. But it's always an apology because other guys set this bar that you have to kill a 170-inch deer or it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Everybody wants to, they want to have the social media look of of the deer. They want to have, they want their deer to be like everybody else's deer. Just be thankful for the deer that God gives you, man. I mean. Here's the deal, guys. You can let a thick nanny walk out in front of me and she gone. I, I'm the same way, same way. So I don't matter if it's that 11 point or right. if it's, it's I just uh, you know I just posted found the light pole and me up in the tree on the gas line. It's uh it's loading right now. It's on the My Outdoors Facebook page. And hey, shout out to that. If y'all are listening okay. to this and y'all aren't on the My Outdoors Facebook page, y'all need to go on Facebook and y'all need to uh. To, uh, to get on there or we need to just invite people yeah. to do it that's what we need to do that's right man uh, just we we want to we want everyone to come out and just you know be a part of it and even if you know if there's somebody that uh you know that's looking for mentorship in the outdoors man just reach out and uh you know we all need somebody and we just you know we want to be here in all seasons, whether it's fishing, whether it's hiking, whether it's hunting, you know, whatever it is. So, man, guys, it's been a great, a great show tonight. I want to thank both of you for uh, tuning in. Aaron, as always, is the co-host of My Outdoors podcast, and James Green is our special guest. Man, it's been a blast with you tonight, and I'm thankful that you're taking your time out uh, to come in and fellowship with us. Yeah. yeah, go for it. Well, I have a, I have a thing, couple things done there real fast, though. James, <laughs> you had me in tears when you were climbing that light pole. It fell. You had me in tears. I was trying. I, I, was, I was tired, yeah. but you had me in tears. Well, uh, that just made my night right there. Just made that's, 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 but yeah, it was, it was crazy, but, uh, you know, we, we look back and at stuff like that, and, uh, you, you know, I, I think my wife was, she would be really mad if she knew I actually climbed a light pole, but, uh, to me, guys, I'd do it all over again just to have that feeling, that two to three seconds, or, well, for me, heck, that was five minutes. I'm telling y'all, I had to stop and look yeah. away. <laughs> But anyways, man, I thank you guys so much. I really enjoyed being on, and uh, and uh, man, uh, to everybody listening, God bless you, and uh, I want you all to know Jesus loves you. Yeah, absolutely. As we begin to wrap up our our episode tonight, as always, 
I just, if there's anyone listening uh, that doesn't know Jesus as their personal Savior, and that's something that you've been wanting to do, and, and you just don't have someone in your life like James was talking about, you just needed someone to respond. I want you to know that that's what we want to be for you. And so you can personal message us on my outdoors. You can personal message me or Aaron or even James on his personal page. And we just want to make sure that you know that there is a God who saves and he's on the throne today. Saves all the time. His business business never closes and it's never going to foreclose. And so we love you and y'all have a great night. Y'all have a good night, brother. God bless you. See y'all guys later. Hi, bro. I have a shout out to give real fast. I'd like to take a minute and shout out Children's Hospital. Um, and if anybody is listening and they are from children, I want them to personally contact me because I have a couple questions and I would like to get them down to the event in March. So contact us through my outdoors. Uh, again, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. God bless. Good night.
hear my tornado siren going off? Did it sound like this? When I opened the door, it was like this. Thank you.